Hi, everyone. How are you today? I am so excited to share with you our new guest. Dr. Susan Wood is the owner of Physical Therapy in Motion. Her office is located in Franklin, Tennessee, but she also specializes in telehealth events and telehealth sessions. So I just want you to keep that in the back of your mind. Um, She also utilizes her specialization in the McKenzie Method, which means that she is a certified mechanical diagnosis specialist in the form of treatments. She also empowers each patient to take control over his or her body and his or her pain. Hence the reason that we're having this because we know the connection between hair loss and stress. Susan's greatest gift she can give her patients is to empower them with their very own unique toolbox to stay feeling good stress-free and pain-free. That way, she empowers you to have total control over your health and your life. So we're excited to have Susan with us today. Can't wait. Stay tuned. Hello. Thank you for listening to Thyroid Hair Loss Connection Podcast, a science-based, honest, candid conversation about how your thyroid affects your hair. You will learn practical solutions to hair growth, healing your thyroid, and balancing hormones with holistic nutrition approach and the latest treatments. Your hosts, me, Natalia Sanzo, a registered dietitian, aka Nashville Thyroid Expert, and Kimberly Vaughn, a board-certified trichologist, hair loss specialist, and coach. To stay up to date on the latest topics, make sure to subscribe to our channel. We also cannot do this without you. Send us a question to the link below and tune in each week for the answers. Now, let's head to the show. Hello, listeners, and Susan, welcome to our Thyroid Hair Loss Connection podcast. Let's start this conversation with talking about, or maybe you can answer the question um, or talk about common causes of stress and what makes us stressed. Sure. So first, I want to say thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm very happy to be here. Um, In my world, the two biggest um, areas of stressors are on people's neck and their back. And typically, the reason is because we sit a lot and we bend over a lot throughout our day. And we also look down a lot. So when we do all of those same motions over and over and over it creates a lot of stress in one direction. So that's why over time, poor posture can lead to a lot of stress in your neck, in your upper back, and the eventual gradual onset of discomfort and pain. Susan, this is such a great introduction to why we develop pain uh, or dis- discomfort, where it's coming from. And I think while you were talking, both Kimberly and I were kind of set up straighter and we're like, oh man, yeah, this is exactly where like we, we're feeling it right now. So thank you for bringing this up. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I looked across at Natalia and we're both like, <clears throat> we have to sit up straighter. I think maybe if we had different chairs in the studio, you know, because I'm constantly fighting with this rolling chair constantly. Well, and I'll also share a personal note. So I changed to... Um, the uplift desks in our office because I knew that it made so much of a difference in my daily 
routine, my clarity even, because when I felt like I was standing up and standing more erect, I felt like, I guess I was breathing better or something. So I don't know. So I think it really makes a difference. Absolutely. That's one of the best things that you can do is actually just move more throughout your day. So if you have the opportunity to be able to go from sitting to standing, um, those types of desks are totally worth the investment and can really um, go a long way in reducing the stress on your body. Oh, great. Okay. So then the next thing is, so when we talk about stress, and um, I know posture is such a key, um, really kind of investigative research mm-hmm. and, and development in your practice. Um, I also think about posture and then ergonomics, right? So mm-hmm. how do all those work together? Yeah, so um, in order to have good posture, you're going to have need to have a good ergonomic setup. So they really go hand in hand. So I think the best way is to just illustrate what happens to your body when you are in a poor position for a long period of time. So that way you can see it in your mind. So this is what a lot of people do. They will um, sit really slouchy in their chair and their heads leaning forward and they're kind of getting very close to their screen. So this is going to create a C position to your spine. And over time, that can actually lead to tension headaches and back and neck pain. So what you really want is to have the normal curvature in your spine. So you have this normal slight curvature inward in your neck and your lower back that you lose with that positioning. So one of my favorite things to do is to use a lumbar support. And my favorite is called the McKenzie Lumbar Super Roll. You can get it on Amazon and we can add it to the show notes. It is a great lumbar support because it's small. And when you correct the position of your lumbar spine, it actually is going to help the correct the position of your cervical spine. And that position alone can uh, be so powerful that I had a friend use this roll recently and she was able to reduce all of the tension in her low back. She could actually end up sitting 10 hours in her chair without any pain. And when she went to her monthly uh, chiropractic checkup, he said she did not need an adjustment. So um, having good positioning can go a really long way. Oh, that's terrific. Thank you for that, because I know that everyone listening probably sits at some point in time during their day, right? Um, I know one of the things that we're constantly worrying about with um, stress and hair loss is how do we reduce that stress, right? Mm -hmm. And how can we help our listener to really try to take control over what is going to happen with their body and their hair loss and and their thyroid? Susan, so you had mentioned that posture was so important, and then I had brought that around to how does that really transfer over to ergonomics? What can you offer the listener to do at home or at um, their workspace so that it can help them with how they're working all day, whether it's sitting or standing? Yeah, so there's a few small things that you can do that can really go a long way. So the first is if you have a monitor, if you work on your computer, you're going to want to make sure that you elevate it high enough so that you're actually looking at it, the top of the screen. 
And what that does is going to help you avoid a lot of looking down or looking up. So it'll keep your neck in a better position. The other thing you want to keep be mindful of is having your elbows around 90 degrees. That's going to help avoid a lot of um, lifting up of your shoulders and placing tension in that region. So when you put all that together, adding that lumbar support, it can make your your desk much more comfortable. If you use a laptop like myself, you're going to want to make sure that you invest in an adjustable laptop stand, a wireless keyboard, and mouse. Those can go a really long way. If I do not use mine, I get tension headaches. So that's how powerful it can be for myself. Susan, thank you so much for sharing those practical tips and solution to relieve stress. And just to to kind of tie it all together with thyroid, right? Because we're talking about, you know, stress management, management, but I want to make sure that our listeners understand how closely it relates to thyroid health. Research has a strong, um, or there are a lot of studies that show that stress actually can cause hypothyroidism, which can lead to Hashimoto's. And we know that chronic stress levels, right? We're not talking about just, uh, uh, you know, being upset here and there. We're talking about daily tasks, right? Chronic stress that we carry on with us for years and decades. So those chronic stress levels, either psychological, right? Or physiological, that's exactly what you're talking about. That's what can worsen or weakens our immune system, which worsens Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. So I think it's so important for our listeners to understand that the, there is a connection. And, uh, you know, applying these simple tips can make a huge difference, not only on stress relief, but even on their autoimmune condition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I love the most about my job is that I get to meet people in probably not the best mental state. And as they start to feel better, it's almost like I, they're a whole new person. And so as they are able to get that stress off of wherever they are hurting, um, it obviously can help their mood. It can help their immune system. So I totally agree. It really goes hand in hand with what you guys are discussing with um, thyroid and stress. Well, and again, a little bit of a personal information. I mean, you know, Susan, I saw you last year for issues with my neck and it was causing me um, sleepless nights. It was causing me to dose up on probably eight Advils a day. Um, and, I, and it was not relieving the pain or the stress. And so it just really impacts our entire life. So um, yes, those desk tips are really important. Now, what about some other simple exercises that you might be able to share with our listeners um, that could mitigate stress throughout the course of the day or when you're sleeping or any of those areas? Yeah, so there are a few really simple exercises that everybody can do throughout their day to um, essentially reverse all of the forward positioning that we're in. And before I begin, I'll just kind of give you, this is the 
the spiel I give all of my patients, we use a stoplight guide for exercises so that you can feel comfortable moving into some of them. So I'll just review what a red light means. It may feel mean that you feel really bad during. You could even feel great during, but after you're done with the exercise, you feel um, worse for maybe f- more than five minutes or so. So that could, for example, you could have neck pain to start, but then it turns on arm pain. That would be a red light. That exercise is not good for you right now. A yellow light is where a lot of my patients play initially. It's, it could mean that you are feeling bad during, but you feel no worse when you're done, or you may even feel better. So that could be like, oh, that's an increase. But when you take it off, it goes back to where it's baseline. Um, Often people are really stuck and tight when they see me. They're full of a lot of stress. So it's very common to feel some increase during. And then green, of course, means that it feels great during and um, great afterwards. So just wanted to prep you with that. If any listeners are about to do these exercises, so they feel comfortable moving into them. So the first one that I recommend is um, I'm going to go through each area of your spine. So I'll start with your neck. And this is called a chin tuck. And so what you're going to do is bring your chin straight back like you're making a double chin. And then you're going to add over pressure through your chin. You'll just want to make sure that you keep your jaw shut. A couple of things that people will tend to mess up on with this one is they'll They'll tilt their head down or they'll tilt their head up. So you just want to make sure that your chin is parallel to the ground. So (laughs) is this the same exercise that I've read about that will help all of these wrinkles on my neck? I cannot guarantee that. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you know, I'm just seeing if we can multitask here. Um, I don't know the research on that one, but <laughs> you can do an experiment for me if you'd like. Okay, okay. I'll add that to my list. And you have to do it for years and years and years. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. And it's probably not going to work. <laughs> that was actually, Susan, that was hard to do. Well, I was doing it while yeah. you were talking and every correction you suggested... I was doing like I was correcting all the mistakes. So I'm sure seeing you in person is much better than just listening or, you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. We'll add, we'll add um, videos for these exercises because although they sound very simple um, when done correctly, it can, it can be the difference between turning on, turning off somebody's arm pain or actually increasing it. So sometimes little small adjustments can go a long way, but this exercise is really, really powerful for, um, for keeping your neck loose. Great. Yes. So we're excited. So what's the next one? Okay. So the next one's going to be for your upper back and I love this exercise. So to do this one, Natalia, are you doing this? I am. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So you are the perfect height for this chair. So what you're going to do is you're going to clasp your hands together and put it behind your head like so. And then you're going to bring your back against the chair and you're going to arch over the back of the chair. Bring your elbows in towards. Do you hear my back cracking? That's good. You needed it. (laughs) There you go. That's it. And then you're going to come back. That's good. Yeah. So this is an awesome stretch because we tend to um, 
bring our shoulders forward and that creates a lot of stress in our neck and upper back. And what this does is it's opening you up and that fulcrum is amazing at adding, um, adding more to that stretch. Yes, that does feel good. It does. Speaking of, you, you know, upper body mm -hmm. uh, stretches, I guess, do you guys use those upside down stretching Tables. tables like Is an that... inversion table yes that's it um <laughs> i actually don't because uh you will get a bigger stretch with some of the ways that i can teach somebody to stretch than an inversion table mm -hmm. because the inversion table essentially is just going to cause some distraction or separation mm -hmm. right yeah. so it feels good because somebody's pulling on you essentially But these exercises are going to go into places where you're tight and stiff, and it's going to help you unlock that block of movement. Because if you never go there, that's why you felt that pop. It's, it just you get buildup of tightness, and when you start to release it, you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck when you go into the deeper stretch as opposed to an inversion table, in my opinion. I agree. I've tried to use it a couple of times and it was, it felt okay. And then it was uncomfortable because the only thing you're doing is just stretching your spine and nothing else was happening. It was just, it was a strange feeling. So yeah. yes, I'll, I'm, I'm with you on that. Well, and sometimes after you get out of that, you can have this rebound where if you get a big space release, but then don't go into your tightness, it can be not quite as effective as you want it to be. So mm -hmm. I've found that it pushing into um, the areas where you feel most blocked and tight, as long as you follow that stoplight guide, can add um, a lot more relief than just simply a distraction. Fantastic. So two, now what's the third one? Okay. The third one is going to be for your lower back. And again, if we're thinking we need to get our spine in better alignment and we do a lot of bending over during the day, this exercise is going to move you in the opposite direction and you're going to be bending backwards. So to do this, you'll stand up, place your hands on, on both hips, your feet are going to be about shorter width apart, and you're just going to simply arch backwards. Oftentimes people are going to be really tight into this direction because It's not a movement that we do very often. Again, if you have some type of fulcrum, like a countertop, that can really make that stretch a lot more powerful and um, effective. Awesome. Oh my gosh, Susan, that's great. Now, I, I think you had shared a moment ago and you and I had spoke before the episode that you're going to be able to add some links onto the notes um, below this episode mm -hmm. for our listeners to be able to see these exercises and these tips. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll send you a video of some of the, my favorite way to set up your workstation, um, these simple exercises, because it's a lot easier to see if you see <laughs> it in the video, for sure. Okay. Thank you. Um, that's great. Susan, it's been great to learn so many of these wonderful stress-relieving exercises and tips from you today, and we're so thankful that you came on um, to the episode with us. Now, I'm sure that our listener always wants to know just a few little quick points and takeaways. What can you share with them before we close today? 
So my first thing I would recommend is getting a lumbar roll. Like I mentioned, that Mackenzie super roll is awesome. The second thing I would say is make sure you set your workspace up for success. Prioritize simple movements throughout your day. Those exercises um, can be really powerful. And all of these small changes combined can really go a long way. So those are my, my closing thoughts and tips. Okay, terrific. Well, listeners, um, you'll see all the information for Dr. Wood on our um, episode notes. You'll be able to link into her website. Also, you'll be able to request a telehealth visit as also. And so we just want to remind you that our show is possible only because we have such great listeners there. So we want to make sure that you remember to take a moment, download the episode, like us in um, your favorite listening channel. Anything from you, Natalia? Absolutely. I just want to uh, thank you guys for, or thank you, Susan, for being here. Thank you to our listeners for listening and engaging and um, just saying thank you for being a part of Thyroid Hair Loss Connection community and have a great day. 